I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach. Give me great food. Tacos. Give me adventure. Hiking. Give me a date night. Sunset cruise. Give me some smiles. Cheese. Give me more beaches. Beaches. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'm Courtney Robertson, and I was the most notorious villain in Bachelor history. A lot has changed since then. I got married, and I'm a mom to two amazing kids. Every week, I'm going to be talking to other reality stars about what happens when the cameras stop rolling, and you have to figure out what to do after reality. All right, welcome back to After Reality. I'm your host, Courtney Robertson, and today we have a great guest for you. He got the final rose on season 16 of The Bachelorette. He's a surfer, he's a general contractor, and he loves giving back. I personally think he's one of the best-looking contestants they've ever had on the show, and he was definitely playing not to lose. It's Tino Franco. Hi. Crowd goes wild, right? <laughs> Crowd goes wild. By yeah, the way, I mean, uh, Justino, uh, yeah. Justino Philip Franco, which, by the way, I looked up your name's meaning, and it's like righteous, like, which means doing the right thing. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love it's semi-ironic, that. but I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love your name, so everybody calls you Tino, right? Mm-hmm. That's very good. And I also noticed your birthday is February fourteenth. Your Valentine's Day, baby. I am. I How am. does that work for you? Are you just a hopeless romantic? What's that been like growing up? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess it's kind of ironic with uh, my time on the show and stuff like that. But yeah, Valentine's Day is a little bit more of a challenging holiday for me because it's m- my birthday and uh, that means my birthday is never about me. <laughs> hmm. That makes total sense. So it was really great to meet you in Newport Beach. I just got back from a family vacation and uh, Tina lives in Newport and it was great. We got to meet real quick, just briefly before your runner's club. And he's got a shaved head right now for those who are listening and you can't see him. It looks good on you, by the way. You cut off your locks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got a got a haircut I didn't necessarily love. And then it was just so hot in southern california that i was just like let's start from scratch 
I like it. Oh, it's good. It's very, you guys are in a heat wave. I'm like, you can't talk to me about heat. I'm baking over here in Arizona. So, but yeah, I, it gets I, worse. <laughs> I did. I really loved you on your season. I watched after the final rose. I want to start there. And it really reminded me of my after the final rose. Mine was like a total train wreck um, because we were really kind of not together. We're trying to figure out what to do. And Nobody was cheering me on. And I just wanted to ask you, I mean, you handled yourself so well. Uh, you were just sitting there and, you know, for the listeners, they brought Avon out towards the end. But I wanted to ask you, how did that feel for you in that moment? Yeah, it wasn't the most ideal situation, especially because you at that point kind of made your bed. and it's the last thing you want to do is relive it after you already had your breakup, falling out, all this stuff. We had been broken up, I think at that point for over a month. So it's not really enough time to kind of have a cordial conversation. So it was definitely difficult. That's why I knew I was going to go out there and have a dead silent audience. I knew I was going to go out there and get some booze. I was surprised at some of the outspoken audience members, but that's okay. Oh, that's and right. I, I think just, Caitlin was in the audience, C Caitlin Bristow, right? And she was kind of vocal, I think too. Yeah, probably. Um, I don't know if we can rewatch the tape. I don't know if it's on anything anymore, but yeah, it was, it was just kind of like very intimidating I went in, I said, just say you're sorry, tell her that you really appreciated her time on the show, tell the fans that you really appreciated all the positive feedback you've gotten from them. I wanted to keep it as positive as possible. It kind of took a weird side trail, but you know, I think the message got across fine. Well, you handled yourself really well with so much confidence, which you had throughout the whole season of watching you. And um, I have to start by saying, how did you end up on the show? Did you watch the show? Were you nominated? Because your so parents I watched didn't one want season. Well, so they did. They just didn't oh. necessarily see me going this far because I, you know, kind of have a pretty loud and at time unpredictable personality. So I think they just <laughs> kind of thought like, you know, he's a little bit of a, a wild horse, so I don't know how long these girls will put up with him, but, you know, the girl took a pretty early shining to me, so I ended up, you know, making it to the end. But I watched one season because my old boss really liked it, and it was, it just so happened that a general contractor made it really far, so I got real you know, pretty into it. And then once that season was over, I kind of lost touch with it. And I just randomly got a Instagram message. Hey, I cast for this show. Any chance you'd be interested in doing it? And I said, oh, shoot, I'm single. Why not? And that's how I ended up on. Wow. Okay. And uh, was that Tyler uh, Cameron's season? That Do you remember what season you watched? Yeah, it was that guy, Tyler. Oh, I think you're just as 
hot as him, by the way. I remember watching you. You were on like a <laughs> You're group one of the date. few, probably. <laughs> oh, please. I, I'm sure your DMs are popping, but I remember this date and you had to like hold this thing. I'm sure you could remember the details better than me. And you're like shirtless. And I think you won that group date, right? Yeah, that was surprising. <laughs> Everyone else was just way buffer than me. I was like, oh, I'm in trouble. I don't know. I think that America was drooling. You had like washboard abs. That was a, but you really did. You're thinking of somebody else. <laughs> that, that's so funny. Well, well, I'm glad you did it. And would did they ever approach you to do any other shows like Paradise or Be the Bachelor? Because I feel like you would be such a great bachelor. Yeah, I, I mean the the, the tone after the final rose after after the final rose was not i don't think exceptional i think a couple of the staff members of the show have kept light contact but i think they saw that i had enough and was kind of just trying to get my life back on the track before i left for the show rather than keep you know the the relevancy in that world going and mm -hmm. it, it that kind of is characteristic of how i was the whole time like when i got back from the whole experience all eight or nine weeks of it i was just so excited to get back to my normal life it wasn't it wasn't like as much of a oh i can't wait to do the next thing or podcast or something i was literally like i can't wait to get in the ocean i can't wait to jump on my bike go up to Santa Barbara, see my friends, talk to my parents, see my parents' dog. Like mm -hmm. that was more of my mindset. It was, I'm so stoked to get back to my life. Not, not that I didn't appreciate how much the show invested in me, how much energy, how much all the producers before AFR were really, really nice to me. It was like, I, I have a real appreciation. That it's sad that it's so tainted and I try to compartmentalize both because there was a tremendous effort and, you know, a lot of investment into me through those nine weeks. And even after that, because, you know, you get the, the meetups that are heavy to coordinate and a lot of podcast opportunities and stuff. So it's one of those things where I try to separate the two, but it's definitely not easy, but yeah, I think, I think if there was a motivation on my end to keep in touch with them and maybe do some more shows, they'd probably be open to it. It's just not something that's been at the forefront. I've been really doubling down at work lately. So wow. you just wanted to get back to normal life, which I can totally relate to. Um, so how did you feel when you got back from filming? And like you said, you just wanted to go get in the water. You're a surfer. Did you surf this morning? No, no, I should have. I was up and I just <laughs> was like, eh, I want to be early to work. Maybe I, I'm definitely going to go after work. Oh, um, I don't even care if it's bad, but I'll just go. Living the dream, man. <laughs> uh, so how did you feel when you came back after filming? Because obviously you and I were in the same position. That's I really related to your story. You know, he picked me and I remember feeling like over the moon when I came back and then the show started airing and I didn't realize I was going to be the villain. And this media train started and, you know, people are digging into my past, et cetera. But I just remember before it started airing, I was so happy. I felt really in love. I was excited to plan happy couples. 
And I just thought like, oh, now we'll be able to be like in the world normal and get to know each other better. But how did you feel coming back from the show? Were you nervous? Did you did you think that you could have, you know, really make it work? Were you in love? Yeah. So when I got back, we were still in like definitely the googly eyes, lovey-dovey state where we're like, we're forever. We're going to make this work and nothing's going to come between us. I definitely was really worried about you know the alleged and kind of mythical cancel mob that digs into your past and takes things out of context and this that or the other and to my pleasant surprise that actually was not my downfall at all like in fact it you know you worry about a lot of stuff like oh man did I have a twitter back in the day no like weirdly I never did I didn't have an old Instagram or Facebook post, nothing. So there was that in my court, but you know, like dating past wise after AFR, it, it's kind of funny because a couple of the, you know, you never know what, like, I don't think anybody does the show thinking, Oh, my ex-girlfriend, like Braden's like are going to come after you on TikTok. So everyone's kind of nervous about that because they're like, Oh man, I don't know what to expect. And <laughs> Every single one that I was like slightly worried about reached out to me after AFR and was like, hey, you're a good guy. That was way not cool what they did to you. I hope you're doing okay. And I was like really pleasantly surprised. Like if there was one positive that came out of the AFR thing was I think it was a true character reveal on two fronts. Mm -hmm. One, it kind of revealed what um reality television at least to me at that point was and then it revealed where i think fans and people get kind of a bad rap because all you hear is people saying oh my gosh they're so hard on me they're so mean you know online bullying which are totally true valid things i also got to see like a really amazing side of people where they were just really really nice really understanding like super sweet so it was kind of a good character reveal. Like even to this day, I get random DMs. Hey, just finished your story. This is a year later or just finished your season. Just want to let you know, I was rooting for you the whole time. I was totally in your camp. Like, I don't, I don't know if what you did was wrong, but I definitely love that you owned up to it. And I'll just be like, man, isn't that you're, nice? You're still watching it. I mean that, like, I, I just think to myself, cause I've never I, I sent one to Braden. I've sent one to a couple different people because now I know. Oh, but like that's so nice. Show, I reached out to him too. And you you yeah. talked to Braden, right? He I felt for him too. And I can't wait to see yeah. how he does at the uh, men tell all because I'm like he'll crush it. it. I hope He's a cool dude. I yeah. think so too. And I but that's really refreshing though, right? Tina, like to get like you really you put yourself out there and you it sounds mm-hmm. like you really haven't had a lot of online hate. No, no. And it, it's kind of of worked in your favor. Yeah. You get these messages where people aren't just like, Hey dude, you rock or Hey, you're hot. You get like thoughtful, like, Hey, I thought about this a lot and I don't know if what you did was wrong, but I think you handled yourself really well. And Mm -hmm. all these things. And a lot of the time I apologize to if anybody's listening, but I don't respond but they do mean a lot when you send somebody like a really thoughtful 
positive message. Oh, absolutely. Especially after everything you've been through. And I mean, I had a lot of online hate, but I, I always wanted, like I said, I was so excited after this, we came back from filming and then it aired and I had a totally different experience. And I think mm -hmm. it is always what like you can't, and I, you can't prepare for it. Like you don't know how it's going to air out. Right. Sure. Like you said, you were like totally surprised. So, but I, I'm really happy to hear that because I felt like you were really in it to win it for sure, Tino. Like that came through. You were there. Yeah, for that was kind of the downfall. <laughs> well, so was I. And I feel like that yeah. that naturally happens while filming. And I know on your season, Rachel told you early on, I like you. I mean, it just was very clear for the viewers that like it was you. Do you wish you would have asked her like, why do you like me? Or like in that moment, how did you feel? Or were you just like, oh, yeah, I'm her guy. Yeah, I think in the moment, you're so in love with the process. And I don't remember, um, like how old you were on your season. But at, during mine, I was 28. I a was lot 28 of too. Were, yeah, so, so you probably were experiencing the same thing as me. A lot of your friends are engaged and married. And I was just thinking about babies. Have, yeah, and I, I think at that point, I kind of had this idea, like, why haven't I found that person yet? And then you go on like the world stage with these extraordinary experiences and line you up against 30 beautiful men who are great and she's picking you. And to me, I was just kind of in love with the idea of like, oh my God, this is the like fantastic finale of my dating life. Like this could not be more spectacular. So I think I was more in love with that idea and it kind of guided me away from asking those penetrating questions like if you get somebody who says i like you in such a short amount of time it is in a lot of ways kind of an appropriate and responsible question to, or not question but in not interrogating that but kind of digging into that a little bit more is an important thing because you know, you can think somebody's funny, you can think they're cute, but does that really constitute like, I can see a future with you? And I think that was the big problem. I wasn't asking those questions throughout the show. And I think if I was more, I really like, I think Rachel would have realized I wasn't actually the one mm. who maybe fit her the best. And in that regard, I do kind of feel for her because I don't think I was consciously trying to win, mm -hmm. but I think subconsciously I was really in love with that idea and like losing was like the worst thing that could happen to me. And my, you know, my time with my therapist has kind of confirmed why, you know, that, uh, that is the case and it makes so much logical sense. Wow, Tino, I can completely relate to that. And it's almost like I remember thinking like, I should have been like, well, what do you like about me? Or like, let's ask some real life questions. Like, what does your weekend look like? Like digging a little deeper rather than just like pick me. Not that you had pick me, yes. you know, but you know, what I, mean? I, think I think I did. No, I think I did. <laughs> You're too nice to say it. But I like in hindsight, totally see that. Right. I mean, you're in this like situation where it's like, a, it, it does feel a little competitive. Like you said, great men. I had great women on my season and you do, you have these like little quick interactions where you're like kind of 
you know, and and then it feels good. I will say it feels like really good. It's like a little dopamine rush when they're like telling you those things. It's like you get these yeah. little, it feels like, oh, wow. Like, okay, I'm here for the right reason. And this is working. <laughs> yeah. I think I had a monologue after my date in Paris where I said like, this just feels exactly how it would be if I was all these things in the universe brought me to this girl in this situation for us to find each other and fall in love and, you know, end up together. But in that regard, again, I like was in love with the idea mm. more than I think the person, not that she isn't perfect for somebody else out there. I'm sure she is, but asking those questions, I think would have revealed a lot. Mm. And I think what, you know, on my self-awareness journey with my psychologist, with all this stuff, you know, if you have a core belief that you're unlovable, which is something I guess I grapple with from time to time, the last thing you want to do is jeopardize that and on national TV confirm by losing a show that you're unlovable. Oh, that that's interesting. So you've been doing some therapy. I did a lot after as well. And it's, i I think it, everybody should do it if you can. It's a little pricey, but <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm but proud you of you for doing help. that. I mean, the internet and all these resources that are available to us today, it's, it's actually a pretty darn magical time. Well, so how are you today? How do we find your heart today? Are you, uh, how has dating been like since the show? Has it been fun? Dating's been cool. It's yeah. been fun. Yeah, it's definitely, uh, been rewarding some very phenomenal people have been in my life since so, so yeah I mean it's great experiences um yeah no complaints so okay hypothetically if they did ask you to be the bachelor let's say like a year from now would you consider it because I could you handle dating 30 women at a time hypothetically Tino just Tino and I got to write my own check. <laughs> yeah, and you could negotiate your own. Um, uh... I yeah. yeah, I mean, I think that would be challenging. And it would be hard for me after what I experienced and saw out of the leads on my season to put myself in that situation and I, I don't like, I don't know if I would be exactly what the fans would want because I'd probably be pretty cavalier, much like I was <laughs> on the entire, you know, on my entire season. And I like the whole secretive thing, it would be, I think, really tough after. But yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I'd have to be single and just kind of go into it with the same like positive attitude, like, oh, this would be like, and the best experience. love story ever. Why not? Yeah. But yeah. Well, and you did say when we talked in Newport, we had a nice little quick visit and you met my kids and it's mm -hmm. the best. I I mean, I waited a long time and to meet my husband and have kids, but um, you're ready. Like I definitely sense that from you. You're great with my kids. You said a lot of your friends have kids. And so, I mean, right. I mean, you're kind of ready. Yeah. It sounds I'm starting like to. Yeah. Yeah, it's a fun time for sure. So I want to kind of flash back and, and ask you, 
I love the famous shirt off scene <laughs> when you were, <laughs> at, <laughs> I got to touch on that. But before I get there, did you, how quickly after filming did kind of cracks start like, you know, arising in the relationship? Was it pretty quickly or was it during happy couples? Um, I would say it was a couple months after, which I had a couple relationships prior to that kind of end around the same time. Mm. So that obviously was striking a huge insecurity chord because it was like, oh shit, this must be a problem with me because I can't make a relationship last longer than X amount of time, which totally have unpacked that one or at least have mostly unpacked that one to where it doesn't bother me anymore. But that got in my head really bad. And it was definitely during the happy couples and it hit its climax, like right as the show started airing. Oh, wow. And, but I think before then I was less aware, but she probably did realize, oh, wow. Like this guy is very different than me. He has a lot of different hobbies and, you know, doesn't want to do x y and z and wants to work and do this and live here and i think like it definitely in hindsight certain stuff kind of reveals itself that oh man like me and this person have sexual chemistry we can make each other laugh but like a perfect day for each of us looks completely different that's interesting and it's it's little stuff like that that I think added up and probably the going pressure and media attention of being a lead probably just got her out of the headspace of being really into me and with me already struggling with the timeline the unlovable stuff and all these other things which totally aren't her problem you know it just kind of created an implosion I think in my own confidence in the relationship and at, at a certain point it was I think I pretty much convinced myself we weren't in one or yeah. the rules of one kind of didn't apply yeah I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. 
If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Well, and that's some um, thanks for sharing that because I feel like in in reality TV and how it airs and what is shown, you know, I watched your AFR and that that scene where I was talking about you filming with her. And I experienced that as well. He thought we were broken up. I didn't realize we were in pictures surface of my bachelor kissing somebody else. And oh, it just was a very similar to your story. And but you openly admitted to her that you had kissed somebody, but you thought you were broken up. And but how it airs and what people get to see is very different. Yeah, it's tough because like I knew what I did wasn't cool. And I knew we were in a very weird place in the relationship where like, I think where people kind of try to treat it as a black and white situation, it really isn't because you have this, I'll call it what it is, horrible history of, you know, the, what the actual show is. Then you have this cool history of the kind of secret, star-crossed lover you Mm -hmm. know like happy couple time we can take on the world together yeah and then you have to watch back them being very intimate with other people and to cap that all off you're being told things that even to this day like when one of my friend's wives or one of my friends kind of asked me oh, do you think you guys were broken up? Do you think this, that, or the other? I'm like, I don't know how to answer that because in a way, no, because I didn't say, look, we're over. I don't care what you do. You have no business telling me what I do with my free time. Like there was never that bluntness of a conversation, but certain things that were said to me that I recollect, you know. Yeah, yeah. I like, I'm going to not them, wear said, the ring, et cetera. Yeah, like I asked them like, okay, well, let's say one of my friends like a friend that's a girl is like oh well you know why did you do that and I'm like well you know in the most respectful way like if you wanted to break it off with your fiance or your husband what would you say probably that you're giving the ring back and you're done or you're not going to work on this and you know if you're hearing that stuff like I'm I definitely don't think I did the right thing and just saying, all right, I'm checked out, I'm heading out and I'm doing what I want to do. Like, I should have said, like, look, if I'm hearing this correctly. Right. Let's clarify this. To me, this means this. Let's unpack that. Like, yeah, but it's like (laughs) weird having to have such like a contractual conversation in a relationship. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I mean, clarity is clarity is like gold. So I think I should have done that. And I've done that since I've been clear as day, I think with everyone I've dated and I hope to do that for the rest of the time. You know, I, it was a learning experience for sure. I mean, not that it matters because even if I did say like, look, doesn't matter if you want to give the ring back, we're done. I can go do whatever I want. I mean, if, if the situation happened where 
there was a picture of me in the media, they would have still painted me as a cheater. Like there was no, there was no escaping that. Right. And I'm sure if I just broke up with her because my feelings were really decimated by some of the stuff I was hearing, mm. like they still would, you know, like they still could have painted me as the bad guy for breaking up, you know, proposing and then breaking up with her a couple months later. So I, I, again, not excusing my actions, but I really, really just, I think a lot of the time felt super trapped in that there was, I was in a no win situation. Well, and you know, I have to say you brought your journal to that, the taping that aired. And I, I took that as like this, I correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like you are a person and just dealing with you and organizing this, like you're very, it's not, I hate to say controlled, but um, organized, right? And you want to be clear and concise with, with what you say, but you brought mm -hmm. your journal. Was that your actual journal? Yeah, totally. And I feel like when I watched that, I was like, maybe they've had past conversations where he couldn't get a word in, or he wanted to be very accurate with what he what was going on. You know, like that, are you that yeah. type of person? Is that is that why you brought yeah, the journal? I'm I'm really forgetful. So a lot of the time I have journals in general. Um, there you have it, people. My, my therapist was telling me like kind of write down bad thoughts so they escape your head. Mm. Um, so like when, when something that would like pressure, you know, like hit a nerve or hurt my feelings, like I'd write it down so I'd stop thinking about it. And it wasn't like so much that I wanted to bring receipts of like, Oh, you did shitty things to me. Right. It was more just and she took I wanted it that to way. make sure. Yeah, but that I mean, again, if I knew that's how that was gonna come off, I wouldn't have brought it. But I also think I kind of walked into a no-win situation on that one, anyways. But yeah, I mean the journal was just more so like I just wanted to be like, hey, you know, like this is my recollection because I was asked repeatedly why did this happen why did this happen and I'm like look like I don't want to ramble I ramble I forget things all the time I was just, I just wanted to kind of be like look here were the things that I don't want to put words in your mouth but that I was hearing that I interpreted whatever imagined at this point who knows and this got me to a really dark place and that's why I did what I did Wow. Well, I, I really felt for you <laughs> that moment. And I'm thankful that they never recorded any of our happy couples or posts, stuff like that. So we have to talk about the famous scene when you're filming after the season and you go outside, you rip your shirt off, the cameras come and find you and you've taken your mic off. The look on your face was priceless. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and I just have to talk about it. My girlfriend and I watch and we always dish about it. And she's like, oh my God, that guy is so hot. <laughs> so I feel like that was probably a really long conversation. I mean, we only got to see a fraction of it. Uh, but what was making you so like, I just got to get out of here. Was there anything that you can recall? Because it kind of, as a viewer watching it, I'm like, what am I missing here? You know? Yeah. <laughs> so a lot of my decisions during that, breakup scene were kind of driven by being in this big whirlwind of oh my gosh I just effed up you know an engagement oh my god I love her this sucks she's so upset like is she gonna break it off does she actually want to work on it and 
I had friends who were encouraging me and being like, if you don't go and try to fix it and give it your all, you're going to regret it forever because you always want to like, you know, at least try. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. And then it's not meant to be. So I went in and clearly had a very bad strategy about it, bringing the journal and all that kind of stuff. So it was going understandably really poorly. And I was getting kind of flustered because we just could not, it, it never seemed like, you know, um, both sides were on the same page with like what they wanted out of the conversation. So at that point, I felt like I was just worn out swimming upstream trying to get some semblance of I want to work this out or I want to end up with you. And it just kind of hit a breaking point for me. I think in the scene, I walked out a couple times. It was yes. because like I wanted to gather myself, gather my thoughts, not get emotional, avoid getting into any finger pointing as much as I could and try to come off, off you know, like and get the message across like, hey, I want to work this out. I want to find some ground where we can walk away with her saying, you know what, you effed up but I want to work through this or I'm not done with you yet. Let's see if we can work through this in the next couple of weeks, next couple of months, whatever it took. And I don't remember what she said, but it, it just struck a nerve where I was like, okay. And I may or may not have been correct on this, but at that point, I think I kind of like just had the thought in my head, okay, this is nothing more than, kind of a crucifixion or at least that's how it felt at the time so I was like I'm done here I walked outside I called my friend who you was ripped encouraging your mic me to, off. <laughs> yeah I ripped my mic off I called my friend I said look I really wanted this to work out it does not seem like that's in the cards um you know should I should I just walk out of here and he kind of talked me off the ledge, just kind of said, hey, you know, just just see it through, just see it through. You know, you never know what will happen. Turns out I was right. It, you know, was headed towards the uh, towards ground zero. But I'm glad I saw it through. I'm glad I didn't didn't just leave her hanging or anybody hanging on that. Um, when yeah, she wasn't was, like was really she was tough. pretty adamant about not being together it seemed like it, it she went in there with a mission and you guys weren't seeing eye to eye on anything yeah and i i don't know i don't listen to a lot of podcasts of course except for yours and a couple oh, of great Tano. ones but it's i'm i'm sure some part of her maybe if i came in and just started begging and maybe maybe there was some way that she would have been open to it but watching it back I certainly think what you think where I don't think there especially after seeing that you know her and the other co-star had a conversation before I got there which I was not savvy to or what she said on stage before I came on at AFR I don't really think there was any way that we were going to walk out of there together but you know I'm glad I went in and tried 
Hey, I commend you for that. You know, I really do. I mean, obviously we already talked about like the timing and you, you know, we were on a break and you, I mean, I agree with you and the fact that like, Hey, if I'm not gonna wear the ring, like you took that as you were single. But at that point in time, when you had that meetup, you guys hadn't talked for a while, right? Like you guys were done. Yeah. Well, at that point, no, I mean, the, the timeline is really skewed and I don't want to like come off as like totally alleviating myself because it was my fault that I didn't get clarity and didn't have the bravery to just say, look, if I'm hearing this correctly, this is what it means to me. And that's at the time it, it seemed so hard, but now that we're talking about it and looking at it in hindsight, I'm like, that would have solved all of these problems. Why couldn't I have just done that? But so at that point, when I kissed the other girl, it had been, I think, a little over a week since we talked. But then we fixed things. And then we were talking daily until I told her the truth. And then we didn't talk for a couple of days. And it was just like, a, hey, we need to talk in person. Let's meet here thing. And that's when I came and they mic'd me up and it was on, it looked like. <laughs> <laughs> Those are my favorite scenes ever. And I really, I did feel for you. And I think you handled yourself really well. And that was my other question is, who did you call? Were you calling your friend to come pick you up? It was more like, <laughs> I don't necessarily know, because I don't think he knew where I was. But it was more like I called and just was like, I don't know what to do. This is like not, it, it just keeps getting worse. Like everything I say, it just feels like, you know, it's either being used against me or twisted. And anytime I try to defend myself, it's the same thing. Oh, you know, are you blaming me? And I'm like, no, I'm not like, <laughs> you know, you asked me this and this is from my perspective, what happened. So it was, it was just really tough. It didn't really feel like there was a win available at that point. I certainly wasn't getting what I wanted in the sense of like us repairing our relationship. So I was just, I think it, it just got me to the breaking point and I was, I was ready to You were out of there. <laughs> yeah. I think it, at one point I said like, you know, if she wants to break up with me, She's just do that rather than, you know, keep twisting my work because at, at a certain point, it's like, if you want to break up with somebody, I, I don't really see any point in having like a long conversation about it. Like it, it, the questions to me were just coming off as like, well, how bad can I make you look on my way to breaking up with you? And I don't think I don't know or think that was her intention or the show's. But like, that's what I was feeling at the moment when I took my mic off. Absolutely. You just needed a break. And ugh, I love it. Well, Tino, thank you so much for sharing that. I just had to ask. I love that scene. I'm going to go back and watch it. Might have to use that for my <laughs> promotion for my real. My girlfriend's like, oh my God, this guy's so hot. How could she let this guy leave? I'm like, I know. So uh, wow. you know what? She'll find somebody and it, I guess won't have, you know, and she won't have to go through this. And, well, uh, I don't know. I think I heard she yeah. went to paradise. What do you think of that? Will you be watching? Uh, I'll, you know, I'll probably watch because uh, I heard rumors that like Avon and Tyler and a couple of the guys I liked from my season went down. Um, so I'll be rooting them on. Um, and if 
she thinks she can find love after everything she's been through on paradise i mean good for her you one thing i think whether you like her or dislike her you got to give her credit for is there's no quitting her so <laughs> I'll, I'll be uh i'll be watching but you know i'll be focusing my rooting on for uh the boys yeah that's good i'm gonna be watching too i can't wait and um i did want to ask you were you friends with gabby's guy because gabby had some big announcements come out in the last couple of weeks too and um was her guy's name eric was it eric uh yeah i don't talk to eric that okay. much but we were we were kind of close during our secret you know in a relationship phase yeah it was kind of <laughs> nice having somebody else who was going through it too Oh, that's cool. I figured because he surfs and, you know, he's in L.A. But and it's cool because you guys weren't going after the same girl. I think you guys were even on a group date together on the show. I don't know if we ever were on it. Was a, somebody we probably were at some point. Oh, uh, that was Jason. Oh, sorry, Tino. Well, I can yeah. barely even remember yeah. Eric's name and I sure do remember you. So <laughs> I, I appreciate you hopping on with me. And did you think anything of the Gabby news? Were you surprised by that? No, I mean, I'm just stoked that she's finding herself. Um, I think people in the world find themselves at different times. Um, and I have no doubt in my mind she gave her heart and soul to Eric, to Jason, and now to this new partner. Stoked for her. If she's Me happy, too. I'm happy. Much like uh, with Rachel, as long as... I'm out of their world and they're not talking about me. I wish them all the best. That is well said. Do you, looking back, another hypothetical, do you, if you had to do it all over again, would you have just not told her about the kiss? Part one and part two, <laughs> do you still, would, do you think you guys could have made it work or were there too many, like you said, different like lifestyles in place? So would you have told her and would you still be together? So I'll answer two first. Okay. No, there is no way me and her would have had a future together. We weren't okay. right for each other. I think if she, which I doubt she is, was mad at me to this day about anything, it would be that I didn't ask those questions. So she could have eliminated me on the show and picked somebody else. But I don't know if there was somebody on that show who, you know, was the one for her, but she picked me. I think in a large part because I didn't ask the answer those questions, but I do not think I know for a fact in my heart, there is no future there. I don't think we'll ever speak to each other again. So question one, um, I go back and forth on this a lot because it would have changed the I, outcome of your story exponentially. Yes, very true. Um, <laughs> so Every second we spent together was a gift for sure, but there are feelings that grow and possibilities that grow. So I think the breakup was something I don't regret because I, again, I don't want to waste her time and I don't want to waste time for my future partner. So if that needed to happen to end that relationship, it's hard to regret telling her. Um, I think if I would have done it over again before I went off and, you know, got drunk and kissed somebody else, I would have just broken it off there. Like if I had a magic time machine. 
if I'm in the situation where I already did my stupid thing, um, knowing that what I did was to a lot of people pretty gray area or not even something wrong and getting the electric chair for it on national TV. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say <laughs> I would have done everything. Like, I mean, the, the Dude, punishment that is was so, so absurd. Like, it's just, it's like, oh like the, the like good person in me wants to say like, oh, you know, like, and I am like, I'm really proud of myself for having that conviction to be like, look, I don't know what you did. You know, like, I don't know if what you did was definitively cheating, but it wasn't cool. And if you want a future with this girl, you should tell her. That way you guys can move forward and not have this like lurking secret that could come out at any moment. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you should just tell her because she deserves to know. And, but yeah, I mean, the, the punishment was so insane. It's hard to, <laughs> it's hard to say like, yeah. I'm sorry I'm laughing now. And isn't that nice that we can laugh about it now? But when you're sitting up yeah. on a live stage and the audience is like crickets and you walk out there and you have this, like, it's just, it's, I don't know how do you describe it, Tino? I mean, what is that feeling like? It's, uh, it's like any, you can't describe it to anything. Yeah. It's like the electric sucks, chair. And, and then, then you got, you got shocked. No wonder you have a shaved head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it just, the whole, the whole aimed humiliation thing, like, to me, the the weirdness of it was more like, I was more like, I, you know, I don't. You didn't know they were going to bring go Avon date. out. Yeah. yeah. A no, Let's talk about not. that. So Avon comes out and then is like, hey, I just it was kind of like, I want to take you out. And she's like stars in her eyes. And have you talked to Avon? Did, is, is, are yeah, I cool? talked to Avon this morning. Oh, get out of here. And the, I don't think yeah. that they dated, but I did hear that she maybe, I don't know, maybe she did Paradise. I'm not sure. So you said you guys probably won't speak again. Has she reached out to you at all? Yeah, I think like somewhat a year ago, she tried to call and I just was kind of like, I don't know if we'll ever get to the point where we have something to talk about, but this is way too soon for me. Mm. But I personally, I just, I don't think there's anything for us to talk about. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. like, yeah. It's like, I'm not, wait. yeah. Like I'm not a big rehasher or let's just leave it where it is. Person. I'm like, I think I've seen every little bit of this situation and you that I ever need to. Um, so let's just, be adults here, chalk it up for the loss it was, and walk away. Oh, you're the worst kind of ex when you were trying to boomerang back and you just want that text back. You're just like quiet. You're just block, block, delete, put it in a memory file. Well, maybe someday, you know, I, I will say that like I went through so much with my ex. I burned the bridge. I moved on right away with somebody in Bachelor Nation with Ari Leindyke and Ooh, it was just, you know, it was very public and, but we talked about five years later. Um, but anyway, so maybe someday, but I like your style, Tino. And I guess I just wanted to say, do you ever, uh, do you still watch The Bachelor? No. 
Okay. All right. That might circle back. And where where can people find you? I know you do a lot. We've covered a lot. And I or thank you for your time. But I know you do a lot of charity work and stuff like that. And I want to hear what's next for you. Maybe another reality show, maybe a maybe not a dating show, but uh, would you do reality TV again? Yeah, probably. I mean, there was a lot of like, and that's what I was saying earlier. I try to compartmentalize because there was a lot of positive. There's a lot of really fun stuff that nobody gets to experience. Like it's rather incredible. Some of the stuff you and me have gotten to do, but dating, dating is a little bit tough because of how poorly it went and how much quality I've found in real life since the show. It's kind of hard for me to convince myself like, no, go back into that really tough experience. Right. Um, but yeah, I think like work uh, might be taking me down to San Diego in the next year and we're trying. What? I thought you said that you would never leave some... Newport. Well, doesn't, doesn't, I, I can, I can maybe figure out a way to still not leave Newport because I love it so much, but um, we're trying to do some charity work like my my company right now we're thinking about donating some concrete walk paths or wheelchair paths for a summer camp that i used to volunteer a lot at so that's kind of been my my side project right now that i've been working weekends on just putting together what kind of manpower we're looking at what materials we'll need the design make sure everything's signed off on and then we'll we'll get that rolling at some point this summer. I'm hoping September 20th and 21st. Wow, that's great. Do you need Everyone donations? Everyone will see an Instagram post. On Insta. <laughs> Do you have like a link to where people can donate that we can help support your causes? I believe there's a link in my bio for <laughs> so classic, Tito. You're Instagram. like you are a really good guy. I love that you don't post I a been lot on, on there. I've in a couple of weeks. <laughs> that's cool. I I yeah. going to take a page out of your book, but and that's it's what's you're living your you're like back to normal life like you said you wanted to yeah, just do nice. that. So maybe we'll see more of a presence from you coming up and you can share where we can help support your causes. I would love to help. Yeah, definitely. There will the the primary causes so the one I always am kind of pushing on everyone is like Red Cross, Donate Blood, there's huge blood shortage since COVID and it hasn't really quite bounced back. Oh, really? Um, I see. Yeah. That's news to me. And I, I'm B positive. What, what's your blood type? Do you know? I'm sure I'm you do. I'm B positive. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Twins. Hey, oh, we're matching. Uh, we're both wearing red. Love yeah, that. Okay. So yeah. now I am a baby when it comes to giving blood. I almost pass out. Do you have any Oh, tips? so am I. Are you? Yeah, you know I how just, they have that I thing they put down? Like, oh my God, just do it. Just do it. Yeah. So you do that. I hate it. Yeah. I oh. just like, I hate it every time. It's never gotten easier. The one I've been doing lately is platelets where they hook up two, like in each arm. And I just like, I have the needles smaller, so you don't feel it as much. But when they put it in, I've like, turn on the music movie. I, I cannot <laughs> like, just, just get it done. Like, don't, don't let me. And then the second it's in, I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I'll just keep watching oh, the movie. For me, but it's like halfway through. I'm like, take it out, take it out. I'm going to faint. Oh, ah. I think that in the first like couple, like probably 30 seconds, I'm like, okay, just make it five minutes. And then once you make it like two minutes, you're like, oh yeah, I could do this for hours. 
Wow, Tina, that's really cool. Okay, I'm gonna donate for you. I'm gonna I I I'm gonna put my big girl panties on and do it. And tag me on Instagram, post a story. I would love to help. I honestly, I really want to give back more. And um, so where what is your Instagram handle that you will maybe be active on to share all of your great causes? I'll come on one of these weeks. Um, Tino dot three sixty. And the last the last charity thing that's coming up in September is one. Uh, called Walking with Anthony. It's a movie premiere that I'm trying to get some companies to back. Um, it's my my friend Anthony used to be paralyzed from the neck down from a tragic accident. Now oh. he's only waist down and him and his wife just had a kid. So he is the biggest inspiration in my life. He's the coolest dude ever. And we are it's a premiere in uh, Corona Del Mar. So if you need another vacation to Newport. Oh, uh, I would love to. We'll I love Corona Del Mar. Sponsorship. My grandma lives out there. So I would love to help with that. And I can't right. wait to see it. Where right. can people see that? It's just the uh, premiere. I'll, that I will start. I'll okay. share that on my Instagram when, when this uh, episode comes up. And I'll send you a link so we can like put it in the bio of the, the episode. Tino, you are the bomb. Thank you so much for your time. I know he's at work, guys, and his Hawaiian shirt. Why do last question? Why do uh, contractors wear Hawaiian shirts on Fridays? Honestly, I don't know, but I love it. So <laughs> it looks it. good on <laughs> you. Live aloha. Um, yeah. All right, Tino, I'm going to let you go. And thank you so much. It was so great to catch up with you. And uh, hopefully, I'll see you back in Newport soon. Yeah, super stoked. Let me know if you're ever in town. And that's our show. Thank you so much for stopping by. And a huge thanks to Tino Franco, just Tino. I love his name. I love what he stands for. ABC, I think you should put him on the short list to be The Bachelor if he would go for it. Didn't sound like a hard no, but it did sound like the door slammed for him and Rachel. So there you have it. And uh, I am definitely going to go donate blood in his honor. He stands for a great cause. Until next time, I'm your host, Courtney Robertson, and this has been After Reality. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach! Give me great food. Tacos! Give me adventure. Hiking! Give me a date night. Sunset cruise! Give me some smiles. Give me more beaches. Beaches! What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at sandiego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds.